Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns No Breaks with the fabulous three that includes myself, Miss Tam, and my man Front Row Kenny. How you guys doing? We're doing most excellent, Renee. We missed you last week. It was so hard doing your part, which is the intro and outro, and, and not that that's the only thing that you contribute <laughs> to the podcast, but <laughs> I just cannot handle it i I think i did an okay job kenny i don't know you think i did okay if ain't good good of course we still missed you renee doing the intro because that is a yes. difficult thing to do <laughs> but i mean in all honesty well, I appreciate renee, it. clearly over the four or five years or however long we've been doing this podcast there have been probably less than 10 episodes that you've missed but it's just not the same when you're not here a lot of it is because I'm forced to talk even more, and nobody wants to hear me talk even more. <laughs> Glad to have you back. Well, it's good to be back, and it's good to be missed. Yes. Oh, actually, in your honor, we talked about the Cowboys. Wow. I don't know if that was <laughs> Because y'all were running out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we oh looking rough. It is, it is a wrap <laughs> yeah, for the boy. Cowboys. Like, it is well, over. Then I'm glad I missed that conversation. Yeah, they can just pack it up and call it a season because it is over. Yeah. And, yeah. oh, yeah, we talked about the Dodgers because my Dodgers, which technically they're your Dodgers, too. So when you're done rooting for your, I always want to say Houston <laughs> Tigers, but when you're done rooting for your Astros, the Dodgers are your next yeah, team. Yeah, I root on over for the Dodgers. I have to. Okay, so without further ado, we are not going to bore you with a whole bunch of extra talk. The weekends were what they were. The week is going to be what it's going to be because of the election and all that good stuff. And we do not talk about politics on this podcast, so don't worry. You want to know what's going on with that? You can hit up Fox News or CNN. <laughs> Personally, I prefer the BBC, but I guess censorship is real because I noticed the BBC has been removed from my cable package. Well, I don't know. Do they call it cable or satellite package? I don't know. But yeah, let's talk some NASCAR. We did some short track racing at Martinsville and the winner moved into the championship four. And that winner was Chase Elliott. He showed up, showed out, and did the damn thing. And yeah, it was just a crazy race. It 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 got good, like really good the last 50 or so laps. Now, I am just going to go right into it and talk about my disappointment that Kevin Harvick, who won nine regular season races, did not make it to the championship four. So as you guys know, I was already disappointed that Kyle Busch was not defending his championship. But to see Kevin Harvick go out the way he went out, it was just madness. Like I, it was just something I don't know how to describe how I feel, but it's just an unsettling feeling that I have that he did not make it to the championship for. 
And I understand that it's racing and you got to earn your way in. But to me, it's just not right. I don't want to use the word that it's not fair, but it's not right to win nine races in a season and not move on to race for a championship. Yeah, I agree with that. And on that note, you guys know, but I'll just recap, not the race, because at this point, nothing matters. I'll just confirm, reiterate who's moving into the next round, which is the championship four who will be racing for the chip. Joey Logano was in because he won. Chase Elliott won at Martinsville, so that put him in. Hamlin and Brad Kozlowski pointed themselves in. Well, that sound that sounds funny. Pointed themselves in. Yeah, they had enough <laughs> points to get in. How about that? Right. So yeah, so those are my thoughts. Anybody care to share anything? Kenny, Renee, what say you? I'll go first, real quick. And all I gotta say, Kenny is. And I'm not sure how, what your take would be. The reason why I agree with you, Tam, is because it, it does seem kind of odd that you win nine races and you're not there at the end to either defend a title or at least have the opportunity to be there in the final four, whereas somebody just based on points gets in. To me, it just seems like there at least should be some kind of way where at some point, forget points. How many races did you win? How many races do you have? How many races do I have? And if I have more wins in races than you did, I think that just kind of allows me to have precedent over your points. If you know what I'm saying, I'm using points like in quotations. So in that essence, I kind of feel like, like that's, well, I mean, that's just how I feel about, about it when it comes to that. But nevertheless, it, those two guys that got in, like, like Cam, how you said a point, you know, just based on points and stuff. I mean, they're good drivers too. So I guess they deserve their just as anybody else. You know, but that's NASCAR, you know? Well, before you sports. say something, Kenny, I was listening to Renee talk and something just popped up into my mind. And obviously this is just my thought, but wouldn't it be great if the person who had the most wins, who won the regular season was guaranteed a spot into the championship for? I could agree with that. I would say yes and no. Um, I don't, I don't know. I feel like that kind of, it, it somewhat dilutes the point. Cause I mean, maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's the point of the plant point of playoffs is for it to be all the way down to the end. But you know, nobody really catches the first round by except for in baseball and football. I think if we're comparing it to any other, other sports. So I don't know. I'm kind of 50 50 on that one. Okay. Well, it was just a thought. I just feel like NASCAR does everything else the way they wanted to do it or the way they want to do it. So why not make it a rule that the person who has the most wins, the regular season champion, should be guaranteed a spot? It's almost like what the NBA did with the bubble. They did a very interesting playoff bubble thing this time around. So I don't know, just a thought. You know, on that note, though, Kenny, since you are our historian, how many races in the modern era? So not talking about the Richard Petty era, because obviously we know it wasn't a playoff system when those guys were racing. But in this era, what driver has had the most wins and missed the playoffs? Most wins and missed the playoffs. That I actually don't know off the top of my head. I don't. Well, not the playoffs, but the championship four. 
Um, well, if we're talking people who haven't won a championship, they have won either the most races, or we're talking like 10, 11, 12, 13, which is a very relatively exclusive club. You go have to go back to Jeff Gordon in 1996, did not win the championship. Rusty Wallace in 1993 did not win the championship. I have to go into the 70s for this one, unfortunately. Um, David Pearson, Kale Yarborough in the 70s, they won 10 races in a year, did not win a championship. But of course, there are a lot of circumstances that played a role in some of the earlier ones. An example with Kale, Richard, and I mean, excuse me, Kale and Bobby Allison was that they didn't race full seasons. That's the other thing with those two. And some things also happen where people miss races. So, when you do that, you don't get the full points allocation for the end of the season. Obviously, we've had that change happen so many times. I have seen the points change quite a few times since I've been alive. <laughs> it was traditional. Race it straight up to whenever whoever's a champion is a champion. If they crowned that champion in Atlanta, he was the champion. They crowned him at New Hampshire for whatever reason or Rockingham. Guess what? They were the champion, whether it was October or it was November. It's not like how it is now. It's obviously has changed a lot. And probably the most dramatic change started in 2003, which is crazy. It's been 17 years that we've had all these changes. But again, it's the nature of the playoffs. And I've thought about this for quite some time. And just looking back at the history, I honestly don't foresee anytime soon we're ever going to get a back-to-back champion in this format. There's just so many elements to reason why it won't happen. I just don't see it once I, I can't I can't see it at all we haven't had a back-to-back championship since Jimmy Johnson I just don't see it happening honestly it's crazy it's interesting that you say that because after Harvick missed the cutoff and right on the track during his interview right after he missed the cutoff to move into the championship four he said that I'm paraphrasing but he said the days are long gone from the Richard Petty and the senior days where you could, you know, win a championship and win multiple championships because it is what it is. Like the system is just crazy. The fact that he missed the playoffs by one point after winning nine races, that is just bananas. Yeah. You know, and no. I, again, I don't want to take anything away from Chase because he earned the right to be there and Joy as well. And Hamlin, for that matter, because what, Hamlin had eight races? He won eight races this year? Or six, seven? Seven. Yeah, seven this year. Was, was it seven? Mm-hmm. I don't want to take anything away from them. And how many did Kez win? Because Keselowski won, what, five, four? I think Kez, Kez, he won four. Yeah, I believe he won four this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you know, I don't know. And then maybe it's the top winners that go into the final segment of the playoffs i don't know i'm just inventing stuff at this point but (laughs) well it just seems like there could be a better system because i feel like harvick was robbed yeah it's tough and i I feel for harvick and his team and i obviously there's been plenty of comparisons to you know past champions or past drivers who have won you know double digit races in a season and you know people have had their different struggles and i can give a a point back to 2003 again with Ryan Newman. He wasn't your champion. He won eight races that year. Matt Kenseth won that championship. He only won one race in that entire season, but he was consistent all throughout the entire season, finishing in the top 10, in the top five, making sure he got there. But Ryan Newman had quite a few issues in that year. As a matter of fact, he had three DNFs in a row at Talladega, Martinsville, and Fontana or California. 
at the time. I finished that year with seven DNFs. The craziest thing about Kevin Harvick is his average finish alone this year is about 7.7, so roughly seven to eighth, which is pretty good. Like that's, you know, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty solid on, on top of that. And guess what? He is not finished a race where he hasn't finished it every single lap. He's taken every single possible lap that he could have taken this entire season. It has not DNF not once, which is crazy. So it's like when you look at stuff like that, it makes it so insane. But again, like I said, the playoff format, when you're stuck in this, one little thing can screw everything up. And one and having one bad race, despite being great for 33 of them or 34, 35 of them, that one moment can mess up your entire playoffs. And that's what you get when you have a playoff format. And we see that in every single sport that has a playoff. I know the AC doesn't win very often in a tournament in the in a tournament situation, but guess what? Sometimes they might win. Sometimes you got a UMBC that comes out and wins somehow, some way as a 16 seed in the NCAA tournament. Things like that happen when you have a playoff. You can have a number one Duke go down to a team like that, but that's what happens when you have a playoff. And it goes with any other sport that has a playoff. That's how you get those moments. So it, it does what it's supposed to. Like the playoffs does exactly what it's intended to do. But that's just kind of the nature of it. And it does suck that we won't have Harvick there, honestly, in the championship. But Kenny, I'm going to have to agree and disagree. Because when you think about the playoffs in terms of NBA and baseball, it's the best of seven. Because I think it used to be the best of five in the early rounds and then the best of seven in the later rounds. Yeah, for both of those, they they were. And it's a team sport. So I don't know. I, I just can't I, I get that, though. Wrap I my do. head around. I feel as if he was cheated, honestly. That's the only way I can. A lot of people feel the same exact way you do. So my thing is, right, and unfortunately the Dodgers have, for example, I use them as an example, even though they just won the World Series. They had a couple seasons in a row. They won 100 games, but they go to the playoffs and they lose it. Like Like all 182 games worth of work, right, is just out the window, just like that. Maybe I'm spoiled because I've also seen this in different forms of sports, like soccer, for example, is I watch soccer from the UK. I watch the, the British Premier League. That The way the championship works there, flat out, there's points allocated from wins, a draw, or a tie for folks in the US. You don't get points for a loss. You get three points for a win, you get one point for a draw, one point for a draw, right? Simple as that. You went out an entire season, you do your thing. Guess what? You're going to win the championship. You win, You get all the points, you win the championship. It's just like that simple is what I'm saying. And it's really no way to really take away from that at that point. But again, it's a very interesting format. And personally, I wish we still had um 10 drivers and it was the chase and it was just run them all until they get to Miami or Phoenix or however it's going to be, you know, moving forward. But yeah, it, it's just, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. It's very tricky. It sucks. Again, just like you said, you feel like you cheated. I've read plenty of comments across the board on Twitter feeling like he was cheated. A lot of people are very, very upset about this. So, yeah, you know, it's interesting, but we'll see what happens in Phoenix. Well, I'm going to have the final word on this topic. We talked about Major League Baseball, the NFL, and soccer, but this is NASCAR. So, to me, none of it matters. And I'm going to go on record and say Kevin Harvick from Bakersfield, California was cheated. And that's that. (laughs) So speaking of wins, there's actually a very interesting article. Well, it's not really an article. It's more like a slideshow on NASCAR.com where they break down the all-time winningest 
I always have a hard time with that word, but they break down the list of Hendrick Motorsports drivers who have won. Apparently, Chase has just surpassed Dale Jr. with wins because he has 10 wins at Hendrick. And it was really interesting to just kind of take a walk down memory lane. I'm not going to read all the drivers, but I'll just give you a few. Jeff Gordon is the all-time leader in wins at Hendrick. He has 93 career wins, and all of them came with Hendrick Motorsports. Jimmy Johnson has 83 wins, all came at HMS. Terry Labonte, he has 22 career wins. 12 of them came at Hendrick's. Chase Elliott now has 10 wins. It's crazy when you think about it because I remember when he didn't have any wins and then he won like three races, it seems like, back to back. Now Chase has 10 wins, which is crazy. What, he's been in the league, he's been he's been racing in the Cup Series 10, 10? He's been racing in the Cup Season, what, five years now? Are we really going on five years with Chase? That's kind of crazy to think. If it is that. No kidding, right? Yeah, that's kind of wild. <laughs> now, like, for yeah, real. Yeah, because like. he's no longer. Remember, we used to always have this conversation about the rookies, but he's not a rookie yeah, anymore. Yeah this, is, yeah, this is year five full time. That's crazy. He's only 24. Yeah. It's funny how you guys know, if you listen to the podcast, I remember some odd facts, and then I get all <laughs> the rest of the facts messed up. But, yeah, I, I knew that one off the top of my head. You got that right on the head. Boom. Again, it's wild because I will remember those small details, but then I'll forget some. I, here's the thing. I'll forget things that I actually experienced at the track. Like when Chase won yesterday, I was so happy and I wanted to post some photos of Chase and I over the years. And I was like, oh, I don't want to be that person. You know, again, we straddled the fence <laughs> with being media, but fans. And I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to post these photos. But as I was looking through my photos and looking for some photos, I couldn't remember what photos were when. And obviously, as a female, I was like, okay, I remember having my hair like this because I remember going to Texas and I was like, oh, it's going to be humid, you know, but I still couldn't figure out what photos were from what race. I just know, and you guys just know, I have a bunch of photos of Chase and I, which is crazy, like a lot of photos, more than any other driver. But a lot of that is because I, I would never really take photos with drivers. It's just that I've had different, uh, what can I say? I don't want to call situations, but different meetups and stuff with Chase. I don't know if that's, that didn't sound right either, but I've been around Chase many times. How about that? That sounds a little better, but (laughs) (laughs) okay. So finishing with the list, DW as in Daryl Waltrip, he actually has 84 all-time wins. So Jimmy just missed him by one win, but maybe Jimmy will win at Phoenix and he'll tie DW. But DW has 84 career wins, nine of them he got while he was racing at Hendrick. Dale Jr. has 26 career wins, nine which came from his time at Hendrick. And Tim Richmond, and the list goes on and on and on. But one person I wanted to mention, Casey Kane. I did not realize Casey Kane had 18 career wins. Six of them came at Hendrick, which is crazy. 
Wow. Because it just doesn't seem like Casey Kane would have 18 wins. It seems like he would have was, six career wins. <laughs> hey, he was hot when he first you know came what? in. Yeah, that's <laughs> he was real good when he first came in with uh, Ray Everham in that nine car. They were really, really good early on when he first came out. Yeah, I was shocked as I was going through the list. But I encourage everyone to head over to NASCAR.com and check out the list. It's pretty great to go down memory lane, but also to see how many drivers that actually drove for Hendricks. That was that was a good little, you know, reminder as well as a history lesson. But yeah, so that is that. What what else is going on, Kenny? What do we need to talk about? Because I'm like, dude, is it time for predictions already? <laughs> it is crazy. Well, it is. I, I was already thinking about it too myself. <laughs> yeah, we, we flew right on by with this one. I guess the only other thing I know people were pretty also upset about on Sunday night or Sunday evening oh, was. I already know what you're about to say. You know where I'm going with 20. this, right? Yeah, that number 20 car. So <laughs> my fans of Formula oh, One, boy. they hate team orders. A lot of fans in Formula One can't stand them. I, I get it. I get the sentiment. I've been watching for a while, so I understand. Now for NASCAR, of course, that's never anything new, especially if folks love super speedway racing. That ain't nothing new. That's always a thing. Also, at the stake it was with Eric Jones and Denny Hamlin, there was no doubt. Now, Eric Jones could have said, you know what, F this, look. I ain't driving for y'all next year, so it don't really matter to me. I could care less, but he didn't do that. Didn't pass his uh, company car, and he kept going by, and that became a whole debate on social on Monday, I would say, Monday Monday morning, and people were pretty up in arms, and people were expecting that there would possibly be a rule or something against that, and that that was going to get him penalized, and he wasn't going to be in a championship for or in the event of a extra person in a championship race, which I doubt, but yeah, it was pretty crazy. But again, all in all, I have nothing to be shocked about. It To me personally, it wasn't really a news story, but it became one. But hey, sometimes stuff takes life of its own. I don't know. Well, it's not a news story, but I guess it is a catch-22 because if you think about what was that five years ago or four years ago, well, I guess it's been five years. Since Jeff Gordon retired, you know where I'm going with this with the whole Clint Boyer situation. Oh, Jesus, so, man. That feels that. like eons ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't eons. I think Jeff Gordon's been retired five years, so it was five years ago. <laughs> it feel like it, though, Maybe I swear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but my point, though, is we already know how that ended up. And it took Clint Boyer three years to get back in good gracious, you know, in... <laughs> Yeah, that no, that's was true. crazy. Yeah, his is a little different, I think. <laughs> I think his well, deal's a little I mean, bit different. Still teammates working together. Yeah. But I guess I, it's just who you're working against is yeah. matters. But yeah. I also on the conversation and the topic of penalties, I also saw that there were some discussions on whether or not NASCAR should penalize Kevin Harvick for dumping himself and because <laughs> he dumped himself really. And uh, Kyle yeah. Bush at the end, but <laughs> that's NASCAR that's funny. Not that to penalize that either. was funny, but he was going. It was for just it, horrible. Yeah, but look, but look, when you're in the situation that he's in, I'm not surprised. Like I might have been surprised that that happened. He knew all he needed was that position, except he didn't bump and run <laughs> Kyle Bush the correct way, and it didn't turn out that way. Ended up spinning himself along with it, but yeah. yeah. It's kind of ironic, matter of fact. I remember when Danica did that, and that was at SHR, so that's kind of funny. 
now that that comes back full circle years later, obviously completely different circumstances, but yeah, it that's just what it is. When you're in the playoffs and that's all you need and you you desperate, shoot, you're you were like bound for that type of chaos, like no doubt about it. Well, I I soon as it like it to me it happened in slow motion. I was like, oh, he's gonna dump him. He's about to touch him. Then he not only do he ended up being backwards. Like it was crazy. <laughs> oh God! I'm gonna leave that last playoffs, baby. The more I think about it, I'm just gonna feel. I was just about to say, you know what? Playoffs in desperate times comes for desperate measures. That's you know it. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. Product of it. I'm telling you. Okay, well, I guess it is time for some per predictions and these are predictions for the last time this year and hey guys this is actually our second to last podcast because we are going to wrap it up next week so next week will be our last podcast you know why because there won't be any more nascar to talk about what we will do is we will check in probably a month after our after next week's podcast and just kind of give you guys an update and talk about what we're doing and what's going on and all that great stuff but yeah so i'm excited i know most of you guys are sad that nascar is coming to an end but i'm actually not and that's not in a bad way because i am a super fan but i'm okay with next week being the last week so we can have a break the drivers can have a break and enjoy their families and we can enjoy staying in the house because it's COVID. We don't have much to do, but yeah. Okay, so it is time for some predictions for the third time. It's time for race predictions. Who do you have, Renee? Who is going to win? Well, actually, we're going to do two things. Who's going to win at Phoenix and who's going to be the champion? Because the champion doesn't necessarily have to be the winner. Although we know it probably will be. <laughs> who will win, but who is going to be the champion? Uh, God, man, I, I, and I like the way that you uh, phrase that, because even though it, it, you're right, it, it sounded confusing. Like I, I totally know what you're saying. Who is going to win the race? I don't even know if it's going to be one of those four. <laughs> I mean, Harvick might just come out of nowhere and just win it, <laughs> just to prove a point. <laughs> um. Man, you know what? I think I'm going to go with that. I think I'm going to I'm going to say Harvard's going to win it just to prove a point. But I I think Chase Elliott is going to win this. I think Chase Elliott is actually going to win this. I think he's going to be the one at the end of the day that is going to be your champion. I would not be a bit surprised if Logano comes out of nowhere and s- sneaks that away. But I'm going with Chase Elliott to win this whole thing. So I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. And that's my pick, and I am sticking with it. I am not going back for the last time of this year. What do you say, Kenny? Well, dang, I cannot believe we had the last set of predictions for this year. I feel like this year has flown by. It has been a wild one at that, but we are here at race number 36 at Phoenix Raceway for the championship. And I'm actually going to roll with you, Renee, on the same exact thought. I feel like Harvick's just going to win it, win the race. <laughs> just for it just 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 because that's how it's gonna end up i feel yeah. like just because and then for my champion i'm actually gonna go with brad keselowski i feel like he's had a very very strong car when it comes to the 750 car he's bringing that same car that he won at both richmond and loudon so wouldn't shock me if he did it again and took home his second 
NASCAR Cup Series Championship. That would be pretty crazy. Alternative-wise, I'm going with Denny just because I have to go with Denny. <laughs> but with that being said, those are my picks for the last time in 2020. What say you, Miss Tam? This is probably the first time that we all agree on one thing. <laughs> And I actually was thinking Harvick may come back just to stuff it in their faces. It won't mean much, but I guess he'll feel the way Kyle Busch felt getting his first win of the season. Because that would have been crazy if Kyle Busch would not, if he didn't win a race this season. So it was great that last week he was actually able to win. Well, I guess it would be week before at this point. But yeah, so I'm going with Harvick to win at Phoenix, but I am sticking to... You know who, as in Denny Hamlin, to win his first NASCAR Cup. And my alternative, because none of you guys gave an alternative. Like, this may be the last prediction, but don't fall apart. Stick to the program. Stick to the program. (laughs) My alternative is Chase Elliott. Like, I would be very happy to see Chase Elliott win, but I really, 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 really want Hamlin to win a championship. And... There's only one driver that I do not want to see win, period, in the discussion. And you guys already know I'm going to leave you with one clue. He always has a smirk on his face. (laughs) I wonder who. (laughs) Yes. Again, it's no hate. It's just all fun and games. I'm just not rooting for him because I'm rooting for Denny. Denny to win the championship. Harvick for the win, and Chase as my alternative. Wow, there you go. Those are our picks. And you know what? I just want to throw out one thing. Tam, I, uh, you're right. You know, I, I I didn't throw out an alternative, and I, but I'm going to go back, and I am going to throw in an alternative. And I know I started the year with this guy, and I stuck with him for most part of, of the whole entire season. But just because of that, I'm going to say uh, Denny Hamlin as my alternative pick, but I'm still I'm still looking to see Chase uh, win the whole thing. But uh, those are our picks, you guys. And uh, what say you fans of NASCAR and at all Turns No Breaks? Hit us up on our social media across the board at Turns No Breaks. Again, that's across the board at Turns No Breaks. Let us know who you think is going to win. Uh, we always appreciate your support. We always appreciate you listening in. And that never uh, wages from what we do and uh, how tired we are or when we miss a podcast like myself. And I know I missed a couple this year, but we are down to the last race. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast. And once again, for Tam, Front Row Kenny, and myself, we always appreciate you listening in and um, supporting our podcast. We will see you again next week after the last race on here. All turns, no breaks. See y'all. Eat your vitamins. Drink your water. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. 